Hey guys, today we're going to be talking about conservative investing measures for stock pickers. Let's go. Let's start with some basic guidelines for conservative investing. Um, a conservative investing strategy is first and foremost looking for purchasing power protection. Let's say you are the conservative investor. Uh, so what are you thinking if you are the, that investor? First of all, you don't want to be investing with money you may ever need um, because you know that even if you expect the company to perform badly, it can always be worse than that. Um, that means that the company stock can go to zero in any situation. Secondly, uh, your buy price is at least enough to cover your purchasing power if the company lossly performs. But what is lossly performing, you say? It is a pretty subjective term. Um, it is totally dependent on the company you are talking about and the type of investor. I may consider that Google um, performing lossly is a 10-year, 7% net income KJR and EV multiple of 18, but you may think otherwise. Uh, my point is that lossly means the worst case scenario besides complete destruction, uh, and unless you are into uh, those kinds of companies, distressed companies, and that is a different topic. So for a quick re recap, don't invest with money you may ever need. Uh, your buy price must uh, cover your purchasing power, even if the company lossly performs. Um, and third, and finally, a conservative investor always assumes the worst when in doubt. It follows that he or she uh, will pay more for a company that he or she knows more about. We need to factor in something very subjective into purchasing power, and that is inflation, and let's talk a bit about it. If conservative investing is meant to protect the purchasing power, we need to know our expected rate of inflation. This means that your plug in rate of inflation should be different from mine. We, we have different spending habits after all. So um, the things you, you buy are not the things that I buy. So we have different rates of inflation. If you spend significant amounts of money buying inflationary things, uh, such as stocks, for example, but not all of them, um, for example, stocks, tobacco, iPhones, Facebook ads, Google ads, or even rent in some locations, uh, there's a higher hurdle rate for you in inflation terms. Um, compare that to someone that buys the CPA, CPI basket um, and you will see the differences. Uh, my point is that each person has his or her own rate of inflation. And about stocks in particular, um, have you tried to buy stocks in the last few years? Low interest rates raise its stock prices to huge PE ratios. So if you have 20% of your income to invest in stocks, you feel the inflation right now. Uh, the person that is not saving doesn't feel it as much yet, uh, or it may be already feeling depending on uh, what he or she buys. Uh, I'm saying this compared to the CPI basket. Uh, you could argue that S&P 500 provides inflation protection, and it partially does, but higher P ratios put downward pressure, pressure on returns. Uh, in other words, not every company in the index is protected against inflation. 
Uh, the moral of the story is if you use CPI in your valuation as a long-term gauge, uh, you need to adjust it for your own situation because the CPI doesn't apply to anyone in particular. Um, maybe transport, for example, is a much bigger part of your spending uh, or you already own a house, so housing is not such a big slice of those expenditures that you that you have. Uh, so adjust it for your own situation. Let's get a bit more specific since we've already covered the, the three main premises of conservative investing. Uh, the first and perhaps most impactful conservative measure is how you treat the PE uh, or the EV multiple, and that's price to earnings or uh, enterprise value multiple. Because I lean into growth companies, uh, I always assume that growth is going to be impaired, no matter what great company about it has, uh, a great of a moat it has. Um, this is effectively a reversion to the mean. For example, take Facebook and Google. Uh, they have been growing like a startup, um, but that's not what I expect in the next 10 years. Um, is it possible for them to keep growing at a 10 or 20% pace for uh, 10 more years? Yes, it's possible uh, and not completely outrageous to, to say so. But um, if you are going to be conservative in your valuations, uh, you need to factor in reg regression to the mean, um, especially with a company uh, of this size, like we're talking about uh, the Facebooks and the Googles. So in reg regards to the multiple, I think about what multiple will the market give to a company that grows slowly and has great competitive advantages. For these two companies uh, in particular, I consider the 18 to 20 EV multiple range to be the multiple they deserve in 10 years. Uh, and the market historically also says so. Um, don't forget that if you are forecasting for a 10-year period, uh, you, you must also uh, consider that that company still has to be great in 10 years, so they have to at least be here for 15 or 20 years. So these are the multiple we're talking about. Secondly, while we are still talking about growth, it is important to really try to grasp where that growth comes from. Uh, when doing aerial valuations, and by that I mean going rapidly across the numbers to see if a company is worth your time, uh, you know that there is potential when a company grows at 20% but is priced uh, for a 7% growth rate. Uh, to explain this further, I mean that the price you pay requires a 7% bottom line growth rate in order to protect your purchasing power. Uh, although this is a great margin of safety, it doesn't mean that it will grow at a 7% rate for sure. It just means that it's price for that growth. So do your work and check uh, the potential profit sources and where, where that growth may come from. Another conservative measure uh, when doing valuations and anal analyzing companies uh, is to normalize some things but not others. Um, you should normalize some metrics uh, to eliminate good single years uh, or uh, bad single years or single events. Uh, this discounts the effects of growth, for example, FTC settlements, uh, counting changes, 
um, and in the written posts at stockpickinginsights.com you have um, a graph that um, shows the, the last um, five-year earnings uh, of Nike and you will see that the the bottom line um, changes a lot from year to year especially the last um, f four to five years uh, and my point is what's the, the bottom line for Nike is it two billion dollars is it four billion um, I would say neither uh, somewhere in the middle and that's why we normalize earnings um, for example, uh, 2018's year earnings of Nike were down due to tax act events. Um, sometimes Nike's top line doesn't grow, uh, as it happened with um, 2010 and 2020. Uh, softening earnings helps uh, getting a clearer picture of how much the company earns. Um, <clears throat> and that's why we should, should uh, normalize earnings, soften earnings. <clears throat> uh, I soften the soften the top lines or soften or normalize it's um, the same word um, I also normalize bottom lines margins returns on capital uh, reinvestment ratios um, and a few more yet some metrics should, should be kept in, intact for further further margin of safety for example, uh, enterprise value and any of its ingredients should not be softened or normalized as it represents how much you would be paying right now to buy the company. Uh, Nike issued a lot of debt, uh, debt last full year, uh, so softening liabilities would be an underestimation of investing risk and the leverage they are using. Even though we don't soften, soften uh, enterprise value, uh, EV ratio uh, will still be overestimated due to the soften uh, denominator, in this case of, of Nike. So to sum it up, conservative investing is playing on the safer side and widening the margin of safety. The main focus is to protect purchasing power there are quantitative measures you can do to make valuations more conservative, such as normalizing some metrics. Qualitatively, a conservative investor uh, should pay less for uh, what he or she doesn't know and vice versa. And that's it for today, guys. Um, we'll see you next week.